like becoming authentic to me is you can't, you cannot become authentic without doing self-discovery. It's like self-discovery is the road or the process to get you to arrive at this authentic place. Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guests and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of expectations, and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I am your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity. and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. I am your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity. If this is your first time to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are a regular, welcome back. You all are appreciated. It is episode 54 of the podcast and I have a guest on the podcast today so you're not going to hear too much of me talking. We have a really good conversation talking about self-discovery through relationships. For all of my relationships people, I think you will love this and all of my self-discovery people, you will love this too. My guest today is Ashley Bella. She's a visual media maven, artistic entrepreneur, and community figure dedicated to making fine and commercial art accessible, affordable, and applicable as a tool for bettering mental and emotional health. She has spent over a decade dedicating to driving social change through mental health services, social work, and community involvement. Ashley embodies the spirit of activism, advocacy, and leadership in every work-related initiative. The Bella brand has developed into a powerhouse that teaches people how to heal and feel better through art therapy. Ashley Bella now works on creating innovative ways to fuse art, psychology, and technology to solve complex mental health problems in communities worldwide. So let's go ahead and get into this great conversation. So hi, Ashley, and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm well. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Everyone who's listening, I've known Ashley for seven, eight years, (laughs) something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, we, We used to work together. And one thing I love is we work together in a in a group home and now we're both entrepreneurs flourishing in our business right mm-hmm. so yeah that's great that's wild isn't it wow isn't i have it? to take that in for a second yeah Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who would have thought we'd both be here like this so yeah. So Ashley, she's just an amazing, she's just like the creative person. So, you know, that free flowing, but just all this creativity and you're just like, wow, how do you do that? She's like, you just do this. (laughs) Makes it look so easy. Um, And I love that she also incorporates her art, sorry, um, mental health into art and all the things that she does as well. So she has a really interesting topic that I think a lot of us can relate to um, that we're going to get into a late, later on in a bit. But before we get into that, Ashley, 
This is what I ask everyone. How do you define authenticity? What does it mean to you? I define authenticity as just a a self-commitment to not thinking, living, or talking, or communicating with any, without much restraint, um, and not have, and especially not having restraint for fear of what, how it will be perceived by someone. But it's like, d- d- despite people's perception, um, not like just kind of living your life and acting in a way where you're not worried about what how people perceive it. You just want to be who you are and live in that truth. And it shows up um, all all over you. Uh, when when you are authentic. Oh, I love that last part. It shows up all over you. So is that easy, hard? Have you always been authentic? What's it been like for you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Um, I have not always been authentic. I think that when I was growing up, so I'm a child of divorce. My sister and I, uh, my sister remembers more of their my parent separation than I do. But it was, you know, for any child that sees their parents separate, it's a very difficult thing. And so I always just felt like in our family, there was just always, a, um, there was just a lot of anger and hurt. And I felt the, that I didn't want to become like that. So I started, I noticed that I remember in middle school, I got in an argument with this girl, right? And I was like ready to fight her. I was like ready to beat her up. And I like said, I like thought of the most evil thing I could possibly say to her and said it. And I said it because I had, everybody was around, you know what I mean? So it Mm -hmm. felt more empowering to have all these ears. Um, And... (laughs) She called them. She told the principal. So we had to go to the principal's office. Right. So we go to the principal's office. I'm like, dang, I'm about to get suspended over this. And in the moment you like, no, like the trajectory of this is you might end up suspended if you say this. But it's like, dude, I got to say it anyway. (laughs) And so I'm like in the principal's office like I knew I would be. And she they they told us not to talk to each other. The next day we come to school, we go into the girls' locker room to get ready for gym. And she pulls me aside. She said, I had to talk to my mom last night about what happened. It really hurt my feelings. I thought we were friends. She was in tears. And she says, I know that this is not how you always are. And I don't know why you're this way. But if you keep being like this, nobody's ever going to want to be around you. And you're going to be alone. And it's great. Yeah, right. It, that To hear that as a middle school student, like sixth or seventh grade, I never, her name was Michelle. I never forgot that moment. And I can replay it in my head. And I think that on that day, I made a decision that I was going to do anything I could to avoid what I thought was becoming like the, the parts of my family that I didn't like. But what that did was I was always trying to go out of my way to just be super nice and super accommodating Mm. and really passive and just take anything from anybody. And a lot of it was to avoid conflict because Mm -hmm. the only thing that I had, the only kind of conflict I've seen is it becomes violent. 
And when you're out in the world with strangers that aren't your family, it could get you hurt. It could get you in jail. It could get you in a lot of trouble. You could lose relationships, reputation, everything. So it just seemed easier to just avoid conflict and just be super overly, unrealistically nice to people. Wow. So that what mask, I like to talk about that. You know, yeah. we're not authentic. We generally, mm-hmm. you know, wear a mask. That mask, would you call it the overly nice mask? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I think in my nature, I'm, I am a kind person. I do like, I, I, I see the best in people. I want life to be easy and positive, you know, I'm definitely like a Ray Bones and Sunshine kind of girl. But I think that when I over, like when you are like that, and then it's like you're, you can be that way in the middle, right? And then surrounding that is like self-care and boundaries and being whole. And when you step outside of that, then it becomes way too much. And mm. it's, it feel, it's a little more toxic because you've like went forth to do to overdo something beyond what you were capable of Mm, so now mm. it becomes unhealthy you know what I mean yeah but you said something very key so I said the overly nice mask you Mm -hmm. said um yeah because I am naturally kind but yes but there's a difference yeah kind and nice Mm -hmm. and most Mm -hmm. people actually don't realize that the difference is being that you know nice is is you is really selfish in a way because you're doing it to please everyone else um Mm -hmm. because you want to get a gain from that whereas kind you're just genuinely caring about people and you're not afraid to set those boundaries such as self-care to make sure that you know you're not overextending yourself and doing things that you're not meant to be doing so it's really interesting you actually you actually said that (laughs) that is that is interesting now that you point that out I agree with that definitely okay cool so um I love this this topic we want to get into today self-discovery your self-discovery journey. But you particularly said to me that um, your relationship with men have led to your self-discovery. I'm a lover of words and I'm a lover of definition. So how do you define self-discovery? Um, self-discovery to me is with a very pure and authentic demeanor and, and mindset. Like, Going into your past, your childhood, your traumas, your experiences, the words people have said to you, the things you have done, the things you've touched, every part of your being is like super being authentically tapped into it. And when you're tapped into it, you're examining like why, the whys behind well, why did I think this? Why did I do that? You know, and really just exploring, exploring the things that people can't see. You know, there's so much about you and me and and everybody listening that like people would never know the things that you're thinking about, You know, for me, I always like for me, definitely like the things that I do that I don't like to share, whether it's because I feel guilty about it or I want I just want it to be private. 
mm-hmm. or it's something I shouldn't have no business doing and I wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> you know? I like, I appreciate that honesty. <laughs> so it's like, it's like being willing to like look past all of that and like really get to the core of who you are. And it's kind of like that process of getting there. Mm, The process of like getting to the authenticity, Mm -hmm. like becoming authentic to me is you can't, you cannot become authentic without doing self-discovery. It's like self-discovery is the road or the process to get you to arrive at this authentic place. Mm, I love that. I love that. So tell me, how did this begin or, you know, how did you begin to tap into it as it relates to men? Oh, girl, because <laughs> I, um, I ended a relationship this year. I ended a marriage um, and um, my ex and I are actually kind of like surprisingly cool and we're our, our just our relationship is evolving. So my ex and I's relationship is evolving right now into something different than what it was. Um, and the romantic part of our relationship, we decided to end. And the things that led up to that had become, it just done so, created so much emotional turmoil that basically I started to get sick. Um, when it comes to like my relationships with people were suffering. Mm. And then it started messing with my money. And then that's when I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) We got to figure this out because we can't mess with the money, right? And so um, it really, all jokes aside, I I did notice that my decision-making, my discipline, my energy, even my ability to like think through something. um, Neurologically, I just felt, I just felt very stuck and like, I just couldn't Mm. do anything. And knowing what that could do to my life, my relationships and my business, it was almost like life or death. I had Mm. to start self-discovery because I was like, how did I allow myself to get into a situation where I'm now in this state? Like, how did we get there, Ashley? Like, come on. Because now that it's like a life or death thing, it's like, how did you get there? Because you can't let this happen again, you know? And even if it, even if you could guarantee it doesn't happen again, the fact that it's happening now is a problem and you got to address it, you know, that's just. Mm. How did you link that to, how did you finally link that to it's the men or my relationship to men in terms of because <laughs> I've only ever gotten in this in this kind of state when it comes to like my relationships with men. When uh, when I think about like my relationships with my my girlfriends, my family, and my business, I never have moments like this where I feel like uh like it's almost like if you were a a a pot, a ceramic pot, and somebody just smashed it into like hundreds of pieces and you can feel every part of it. You can feel every piece of yourself just apart, like still kind of in the, in the same area, but just completely apart, Mm -hmm. fragmented, you know? And 
knowing that I, that's where I, I, that's how I felt. And the good thing is that I knew enough about God to know that he could definitely put that back together, you know? So I felt very safe and very like sure that I would come on the other side of it with his help. Um, but I think that, what was the question again? I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, you're not rambling. The question was, how did mm-hmm. you come to the realization that it was men and make that connection? Oh, yeah. Because I only I only ever feel that way or those that kind of thing only happens as a result of my relationships with, with men. Now, every relationship with every man hasn't been like that. But like the dudes I decided to like be in a serious relationship or marry always ended that way. So, Mm, okay, like, you know, you know, we learned that in math, you know, like look at the patterns. And (laughs) so what did you discover? (laughs) This is the tough part. (laughs) (laughs) When you have to look in the mirror, um, you're the common denominator. Mm -hmm. What did you find the courage and I say courage because it takes a lot um to see yeah um girl (laughs) (laughs) I laugh at it now because I'm actually excited about this stuff that I learned and you know what I realized that like we look at our flaws or we look at introspection and self-work so negatively like it's so bad it's this bad necessary thing that you have to do but I really don't see it as bad now like learning about areas where you can improve or things that you can do differently or ways that you were thinking almost find something positive in it at least it's like at least now you know you know um and with that awareness you're like a step closer to becoming your authentic self you know I learned a that I process how I feel in not in a healthy way um instead of for a long time instead of talking to a licensed professional like yourself (laughs) I would choose to just talk to people around me and it was almost like I processed better Like, I could be talking to you about something. I'm really not trying to talk to you about it. I'm just trying to process it. Mm -hmm. You happen to be right there. So we're going to process it together. But it's it's more of like I was just processing through talking to people instead of processing with someone or something that is more of an authority on on that kind of matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a skill that I need to I definitely needed to acknowledge because well I and now I need to practice it because I need to I want to see how my decision making changes when I'm very very selective about who the heck I listen to you know what I mean (laughs) even if it's like not listening to myself but it's just listening to the Lord and listening to um you know my therapist my spiritually well you know spiritual leaders how you that's I, that's a, a different. That's a whole nother podcast interview. To talk okay. about that. Um, but I learned that I learned that I learned that I sell myself short in that I am a hopeless romantic. I believe in true love, but I didn't. I thought it was just a fantasy, just something you see on a Disney movie, 
you know, or in a lifetime special and something that's really fun to dream about, but it's not real. Like people don't really have relationships like that. So Mm -hmm. then in settling for the idea that it's impossible to have that because I didn't see it, I settled for mediocre relationships and I settled for relationships that were built on like motives instead of this authentic Mm. divine connection. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's more so what can we get at? What can we both get out of this? And I also know that like given the right circumstance, I can play the victim because I, my friend Erica Utley, who is a licensed counselor and her company is Smyology Counseling. Shout out. Um, She said to me, what you're saying is very true. We can look at each one of these relationships, especially the marriages, and we can we can identify their motives, which definitely make the decision you want to make easier to understand. However, if you're, she was saying, if you're noticing a pattern that you keep attracting the same kind of guy, a guy who has motives and stuff to hide, what does that say about you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how dare you say that to me? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what? And she was right. And I looked at one previous relationship where I was really just trying to get out of my family's house because environment just felt unhealthy to me and um shoot you know I was like I can go get married and have a family and then I can create my own family environment and I can get out of this one because now we got like two incomes so we can make it easier right everything with me is calculated that's why I'm so good in business because like everything is like a mm. and I, I learned that I'm very calculated and at times I I I'm calculated in the, in the wrong environment. You know, like it's not mm-hmm. when it's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, um, and then with this past relationship, it was definitely like this really bad baby fever wanting to just like willing to do anything to get a kid because like just having to go to therapy because, you know, I'm just crying uncontrollably all the time. Anytime I see a child on a commercial Walking down the street, it's just hard. And then, you know, mustering the the strength to support my friends who all have children. Well, most of them, you know, there's a few. There's the last. We're the last of the Mohegans out here. Um, there are a couple <laughs> of us. And um, but it's sometimes it was hard to see that. You know, all these new pregnancy, pregnant again, pregnant again, and. You can't really talk about it. Nobody wants to hear you talk about how you don't have kids, you know? We don't really get a voice very often. We're just supposed to just kind of deal with it. Even if our feelings about wanting one are as valid as a parent who says, I'm sick of my kids, you know? Like, so I wanted a baby really bad and I was willing to, like, I didn't even want to get, I didn't want the relationship to go as far as it did, but the, my partner at the time was saying that he had a certain way that he wanted the relationship. And if I wasn't willing to do it that way, then he would leave. And I was like, well, dang, if he leaves, I'm going to get my baby. So, mm. I mean, so I stayed and I let the relationship evolve further than it should have. And then um, 
And then, you know, all, all of the things started happening. Things started falling apart. That foundation just started cracking and crumbling. And um, it became unavoidable. Wow. So I know you said a lot. <laughs> so really I did. Good, okay. You said some really, really good stuff. So don't get offended by what I say. I'm just going to wrap it all up. What I'm hearing I never is- get offended. You know, I'm used to you so blunt. I have to, I have to pray and talk to Jesus before I talk to you. <laughs> so... This is a bit different, but a common theme or a common thread I'm hearing here (laughs) is values. Mm -hmm. Oh, I definitely didn't value myself. Well, not value yourself, but values as in what are your values? Identifying them. Oh, no. That's another thing I realized. Oh, (laughs) freaking no. I'm using my safe language right now. (laughs) I didn't freaking know. I, I I did not know that I hadn't identified those. That's crazy mm-hmm. you say that. Mm-hmm. And because it's like, well, what do I want? And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, bro, you have been married twice. You've been in all of these relationships. And you did all of that not knowing what you want. So knowing that, and I know a lot of women, and this is like, we don't want to talk about this. Go ahead. Talk about it. I know they're going to feel me. Like you got to think about having all of those relationships, whether it's just sexual or it's romantic or we're in love, we're a couple, we're married, we're engaged, we're in a throb, you know, whatever kind of relationship we're in, we've gone through so many years of doing all of that without knowing the value, without knowing our values. So you can imagine how that went terribly. Mm-hmm. You know, very toxic, very much ignoring red flags, getting in relationships without dealing with your trauma. So you're toxic. So then you attract another toxic person and then you all <laughs> just toxic together, you know, and then there's always these moments of these relationships in and you're like, well, what did I do? I don't understand what I've done. The sad part is that some of us take longer to do the self-discovery necessary to stop having to ask that question every few years, you know? Mm, yeah. But when I was just like, we're not, huh? taught to. we're not taught to. That's right. I wasn't taught to, but what I realized is that now I have, you know, I always talk about money and stuff. It's really not the money. It's what I can do with the money. It's the, the people that I'll be able to help with the money. Right. And that's why the money. And I want to try and get my nephew into the Ivy league school of his choice. And so when I think about why I want the money, that's what makes the money very important to me. And you just, when when it starts to mess up the things that matter to you, everybody has something different that, like the their why, why they wake up every day, you know, everyone's, or the things they're excited about, everybody's is different. But when your choices are starting to disrupt that stuff, like that's when it's time to like, I just was like, I saw it started disrupt things that like, I can't have disrupted. You know what I mean? And, you know, so, some of it to some degree is my nephew and is the work that I want to, the community work I want to get back into. But some of it is I don't want to be broke again, you know? And when I do get a chance to have a family, I definitely like, I don't want to come up. I don't want my kids coming up the way I came up. And I don't want to ever have to go back to living in some of the conditions I was living in, whether it was in childhood or as an adult, starving artist and stuff. I'm just not willing to do that. And I don't have no other options but to move forward 
And that requires self-work. Like I have to, it, it becomes like, there's no other option. And as hard as it was, I was like, we're going to have to do this. <laughs> Were there any highs to doing it, to doing, have there been highs along the way to doing the self-discovery work? Because Oh my you know. gosh, yeah. Girl, let me say, I have just even like, just even, um, I like really like being alone right now. It's really, I'm starting to get worried about myself, but I <laughs> love this. I'm just like in my own bubble, you know, just doing me. Like I'm mm. just talking to myself all day and I'm enjoying it, you know? At first, those conversations were very difficult because they were about addressing a lot of things that I wasn't um, admitting or whatever, but I'm still talking to myself. I'm still doing that. And then now it's less looking at mistakes and flaws and things that we need to fix. And it's more just being happy with, you know, by Mm. myself and talking about that, you know, Um, affirmations and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So was there anything... It sounds fun. Um, I can definitely relate to the alone part and like how good it is. I was saying that to a friend today. I was like, mm-hmm. so I'm off for these two weeks. Um, just everyone know we're just during the Christmas break and I'm off for these two weeks. And every time I go outside, I just want to go <laughs> back home. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go outside. Is there something wrong yeah. with me? But- and I like, So I have, I'm not really, I'm not dating yet, but I, I do, I might go on a date if I'm just that bored, you know, I don't mind what my, I like how my friend says, you just want like male masculine energy for like a couple of hours, whether that's going out to eat, going, walking on the belt line. You just want some masculine energy around. That's it. You know, once that's done, like, I don't need to talk to you, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, But even in that, right, I noticed that, like, I still don't like my space messed with. Like, I don't, like, if we're hanging out after those two hours, like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. I want to go home. I want you to go about your business and I don't want to, I don't want to be like, I don't want to feel the obligation that if you call, I have to pick up. If you text, I have to respond. If you ask to go out or anything that I, I have to feel some obligation to do it. Um, I'm just not interested in it. And it's a cool feeling to just not even be interested because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've, I don't know this feeling. It's new. It, and I might've experienced it at some point in time in my life, but I'm very conscious of it right now. And it's new. And I, I I'm a little worried. Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it sounds like you're discovering these nice, well, nice, I say nice, these exciting things about yourself, mm-hmm. um, which seem surprising. Was there anything else that's surprising or the most surprising um since you're since you've started really tapping into your self-discovery yeah I think that my self-discovery has made me fall in love with not I mean I've always been in love with myself but I just love myself 
I love a version of myself that I didn't know was there. You feel me? You know what I mean? Because when you're wearing a mask and you're like, you're wearing a mask and you're like living in everybody else's truth but your own, you you only know that part of yourself. I mean, it's in there, but it's like dormant or something, right? But as you do the self-discovery and you start to learn all of these things about yourself that you didn't even know were tucked in there somewhere, you start to fall in love with that. And it's almost like that old person just starts to kind of like wither away a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, Shoot, very much in love with myself. This this new ver not this new. This just this other part of Ashley. Mm. That I just you know just went around much. That sounds so beautiful that you're loved. You're in love with this person that you never thought or realized. Shall I say was there because she was always there. But to discover her and be like, oh my gosh, she's so dope. <laughs> it's wow. It's wow. It's almost like Black Mirror or something. It's like two people and like outside of myself looking at myself. And it's, it's interesting because some people are, that have been in my life have seen that because I, I remember hearing, um, I can, I can, I've had friends say like, you're not bringing your complete self out. We don't get to see this side of Ashley or we don't, you know what I mean? It's like them noticing, but I'm listening. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I don't get it. Or even having people say, like, you don't even see what's inside of you. Like, you you talk and you present yourself as though you don't really know or see the stuff that we do. And when people say that, I'm like, what the heck does that mean? But I'm starting to understand that more now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Um So, gosh, you know, I, I want to talk to you forever, but I can't. <laughs> but we can said, <laughs> but we you said such 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 good gems so what do you want the audience to know what do you want to leave them with mm. you know I did this because I don't want ever want my pain to be wasted and when I asked God to not waste my pain instead of like saying, okay, he challenged me to, for me to not waste it by being willing to be vulnerable and transparent and share. Um, And uh, I can't say those relationships were meant to create this wisdom to share with others. Cause some of that stuff was very self-inflicted and it wasn't like divine, it was just me. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> but there were still lessons in it that I think the Lord knew that I was going to end up learning and that it'll end up helping somebody. And I think that that big lesson right now that I'm thinking about is that, um, you know, for all of us, the the world, the, the family we're born into, our environment, the world itself, social norm, culture. Um, our genetic makeup, our brains, just everything has an influence on how we see ourselves. But I'm like reporting from the other side, this self-discovery stuff that if you don't 
if you don't do that self-discovery work, no matter how hard it is, if you don't do it, there is a part of your life you just will never get to see. And you won't get to see it because there's a, a there's a version of you that's the only version that can go there. You know, there's places that you may be able to go in this world or things that blessings that the, that the Lord or your higher power, whatever you think, um, might have for you. But there's only a certain version of yourself that can even access it or or attract it. And um, as you get older, I feel like as we get older, we have less room for for just settling. Because I think as our mortality sets in, we start realizing that like our time and energy is very, it becomes worth more money, like Bitcoin. No, Bitcoin is like worth $25,000 right now. The value of the dollar is just going away. And I feel like the older we get, um, the older we get, it's more like being your authentic self becomes worth the same thing Bitcoin is worth. And being this mask or this fake version or living in your trauma or it's just choosing to be toxic, it's it's like the value of our dollar. It's just dwindling away. And um you just you have to do it. You there's you we we we've always got all these questions. Well, why did this happen? Why did this person hurt me? Why don't they like me? Why don't they love me? Why was I not enough? Or why did this happen? And I swear, every question I could possibly imagine asking myself, I did over these 10 months and being in this pandemic alone and what I used to say stuck in this house, but like, I'm not stuck anymore. I just love being here. Um, at the root of the answer to all those questions was, was me, was my understanding of myself. And once I had the understanding of myself, then I was able to change it. You know, like you can't, you can't fix anything that you don't know is there. Mm. And, um, I just, I was tired of hurting, tired of crying, tired of complaining, tired of failing. Um, I was just sick and tired of the pattern. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I was so sick of it that I was willing to admit that it was there finally. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, wow, this really touched me. Just the part of you're going to find something part of you that you never knew was there and I think we all like to find yeah I think we all like to find treasure and gold and all that and even the thought that we can find that within ourselves um I never thought of describing self-discovery that way but I feel like that's really powerful and I want you to encourage you to really you know home in on that home in on self-discovery is discovering a part of you you never knew existed because that's so powerful um and because she is so powerful and so awesome I want you guys to be able to connect and follow and all that stuff so can you let us know how we can connect with you how the audience can connect with you your best yeah um the best, I'm on all social media platforms as Ashley Bella, but I only spend time on Instagram for some reason. L- Instagram and LinkedIn. So 
if you maybe want to connect on something professional and want to partner and learn more about my company and how we're using art for wellness um, through my, my work um, in art therapy, I would say reach out to me on LinkedIn and I'm just Ashley Bella on there. But um, if you are just interested in the content that I'm creating, just sharing my story and um, I don't know, it's just random. It's just my life. And I share my story more candidly now in bits and pieces over time. <laughs> then I would say connect with me on LinkedIn. And my username is at the Ashley Bella. So T-H-E Ashley Bella. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah. I'd love to connect with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you. That was painless. (laughs) (laughs) If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following the Instagram, Bianca Keisha, spelled Keisha, K-E-S-H-A, or visiting the website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.